Welcome to my podcast, What the Fuck Spirit. If you made it past that name, this is going to be the podcast for you. This is going to be a no holds barred, no bullshit, open and honest conversation with Maria Leggett, and that's me, about all things spiritual. It's time to begin talking in an open and honest way about what spirituality is and what it is not. We're going to discuss all things woo-woo, witchcraft, spiritual, queer spirituality, medium versus psychic, energy healing, light work, shadow work, and any other bullshit that people want you to believe because it keeps them comfortable. It is time for you to grow. Let's go. Hello, everyone. It is Wednesday, May 31st. It is 12.01 p.m. And I am super excited to have Michelle Leffler with us today from Living Moon Meditation. And we'll talk about her in just a moment. I will read you her bio and all the amazing things that she does. Um, First, I want to give a quick shout out to the fact that I have finally released Finally, 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 Inner Goddess Circles. Um, This is something that I have been working on with a friend of mine in the background for a while. And our paths just kind of diverged and went separate. And she gave me full permission to continue with all of our ideas and all the things that we wanted to do. So I'm super happy to announce Inner Goddess Circles. And this is going to be a, um, there'll be circles twice a month. And these are just for women so that we can come together and begin circling together. Um, She and I went through a program where we learned how to become circle leaders. And I don't know that I want to necessarily teach people how to be circle leaders, but I definitely want women to be in circle. So I'm going to be holding space for women twice a month. It's going to be the first and the third Wednesdays of every month. And it's going, you can either join circle by circle. And circles will be $20 a piece, or you can join and get these, both of these beautiful circles, plus a Facebook group and meet all these women and be able to interact with them. And it's private. Nobody knows that you're in there and you only get access to the group through the subscription. So nobody can search for it. Nobody can find it. And that's going to be $33 a month. Or you can do these beautiful circles plus spiritual mentoring, especially if you're really ready to dive in to the deep shadow work. And that's going to be $111 a month. And that is the savings of like, what did I say it was? $111. It was the savings of $49 a month. So we have these beautiful savings. And I am just so excited to begin working with women, leading you through all the things that you have to do and how to show up really authentic and lean into the trigger rather than running away from it. Um, And it's interesting because I had a a massive trigger pop up for me last night and I didn't run from it for the first time in a long time. Um, And so that is part of the stuff that we'll be talking about in circle is how do we deal with our sisters who hurt our feelings because it's not their fault sometimes that they hurt our feelings. It rubs up against our trigger and it is our responsibility to work on the trigger. It is not their responsibility to worry about our triggers. And as a society, we've kind of forgotten some of that. So there's that. All right. So let me talk about, oh, I also have a Spirit Guide 101 class that's going on. 
at templeofthesacredcircle.org. And that is going to be, um, we have all five classes. I have the first one up digitally. The second one's going to be released digitally today. And then the third, fourth, fifth will be coming right after them. And each of these are um, $33 a piece to learn all about your spirit guides. And we do a meditation in every single one of them to meet a spirit guide. In um, the very first one in the foundations, we do a meditation of ego versus higher self so that you can be able to learn the difference between your voice and spirit's voice. So with that, let me read Michelle's amazing bio. Here we go. Michelle Leffler is a meditation teacher, spiritual guide, shamanic energy coach, and the driving force behind living moon meditation. With a passion for blending ancient wisdom and modern techniques, Michelle offers a holistic approach to well-being and discovery. Her transformative teachings combine mindfulness, breath work, visualization, and shamanic energy healing, providing a comprehensive experience that addresses the needs of each individual. Through her work, Michelle creates a safe space for individuals to explore their inner landscape, cultivate calm and clarity, and empower themselves with practical tools to navigate life's challenges. To learn more about Michelle and Living Moon Meditation, visit livingmoonmeditation.com. And now we welcome Michelle to the stream. Hello, my darling. How are you? Hi. I am wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on here. I can't tell you how much that means to me and how excited I am. I'm excited to have you on here too. And you know, true to form with the name of the podcast, What the Fuck Spirit, (laughs) poor Michelle wakes up this morning to find out (laughs) she has no internet. And she goes, well, I'll just go to the park. (laughs) So poor Michelle is on her mobile device in the park, sitting in her car with air conditioning on because it's hot out. No, I don't have have the air conditioning on because you wouldn't hear me. (laughs) Oh, because of the wind blowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the air blowing. So poor Michelle is going to be sweating through our interview. But I'll go home and the internet will be perfectly fine. I guarantee it. Probably, right? And that's so that's why we call this what the fuck spirit. Because here's the thing. We can have all the best laid plans of mice and men, right? And this is something that I learned a long time ago at the beginning of my spiritual journey, like seven or eight years ago. Um, man makes plans and the goddess laughs. <laughs> Absolutely. (laughs) So we made plans and the goddess said, hey, let's just mess with the internet. But here's what happens. And this, I think, is a beautiful example for everybody. Just because spirit says, hey, we're going to take away your internet doesn't mean that we give up, right? We just keep going and we keep going. And, you know, had you had said to me, you know, Shelly, I can't do this. I would have been like, okay, fine. No big deal. I'll just go on live. But you're like, nope, I got a cell device. Let's do this. I was like, man, I am doing this thing. So yeah, I was like, I will find a way. Now, you know, if that hadn't worked, it might not have, you know, happened, but I was bound to determine I was going to try. Yay. And that's all that matters. So Michelle, I want you to talk to us. I read your bio, which is beautiful. I love all the things that you do. So I want you to talk to us about 
How did you get into doing all of these different things? Like, were you always on a metaphysical path? I was not. So how did it all happen for you? I definitely was not on a metaphysical path always. Um, I grew up in an ultra conservative Christian home. And this is like, oh, my God, you're going to die burning hell kind of thing with my family. So it was oh, definitely not, on so that one. not the path I was on the time. So um, when I was in my 30s, I was actually 31. My husband at the time, he was 24 years old. He passed away. I came home from work one day and he had passed away. And oh, I'm so sorry. Nobody can tell me why at this point they did an autopsy, whatever. It took almost a year to get the results back from the autopsy because they were trying to find out why he died because he was so young and there was no apparent reason for him to have passed away. And they never found anything out. So it's just unexplained, listed as natural causes, whatever. But that traumatic event, coming home and finding him, and all the grief that went with that just really made me do a 180 degree turn in everything in my life. And of course, it wasn't immediate. It wasn't like he dies and then bam, I'm on this metaphysical path. But that was the catalyst that started everything. And and this is what happens. We have lost Michelle's internet connection. Are you there? Yes, I am. <laughs> okay. Cut, cut out during part of your story. So you had said what okay. we caught was, was you had said that you had said that um, it wasn't like it happened immediately. It took some time and then that's where it cut out. Okay. Yeah. It didn't happen immediately. It took some time, but that was the catalyst that started everything. And I started questioning all my belief systems, religious, non-religious, just everything. And that event just made me start answering for who I am and not who my family or society thinks I am and who I should be and what role I play. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck that. That doesn't work for me. I'm going to do things yeah. my way. So then I ended up converting to Judaism, which in and of itself was like, oh, my God, to my family, you know, and we don't even talk about that. But the one thing I love about that religion is Judaism allows you to question things. Whereas yeah. the Christianity that I was in, it was like, you don't question anything. Because if you question, then that means you don't believe in God. You don't have faith. And you, you're just going to burn in hell just from that. Nothing else really needed. You're just going to hellbound for having a question about something. So one thing I do love about Judaism is you can question. And a lot of people end up studying themselves out of the religion of Judaism because they do question things. I'm not out of it. I still am very much a Jewish person, but I add to that. I blend with that. I can't just take this religion that's handed to me, even if it's one I chose for myself and say, okay, this is what the sages say. This is what man says. This is what's in this book. And this is what I have to follow. I, I take what I like out of it and I add to it and I subtract out the things I don't like and I make it my own. And that's one thing that really, that really brought me to where I am right now. So, yeah. I All love that. that. Say, death started it though. <laughs> 
Yeah. So it's interesting. I didn't know that you had converted to Judaism. And I don't know if you've ever seen me talk about it, but I did as well. I did the same thing. Came from this like super Christian background. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. That <laughs> so is I so neat. I did not I know converted that. I converted Judaism years ago, went through a reform program, amazing rabbi, did the same so thing, I. right? He said, here's the deal. If there's anything that I teach you that you don't believe, let it go. And I had never in my life heard a religious exactly. figure say that to me. And I was like, what? <laughs> you mean I'm allowed to question? Yeah. Oh, well, um, we have more of a common path than I even knew. So that's amazing. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Yeah. His name was Rabbi Wisnia. I loved him. It was Bethel Synagogue in uh, West Windsor, New Jersey. I mean, he was such an amazing man and really, and so of course I took, you know, all my kids through the mikvah. My husband went through the mikvah. We did the whole spiel. All of us converted. Um, yeah. And so I, I explained that as my slow ascent into spirituality, right? Leaving Christianity, stepping into Judaism. And just like you, my family was like, <gasps> but I'm at the point now, I'm like, you know what? If I burn in hell, that's fine. I don't believe that there is a hell, but whatever. If I burn there one day, oh, well, all the best people will be there with me. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, and that's the thing, right? Those of us who've yeah, done whatever. all this work, we know there is no such thing as hell. It just doesn't exist. Exactly. So once you converted to Judaism, how did you, because like I could talk about mine, right? But I want to hear from you. So you got into Judaism, <laughs> you started learning things. What, and not that I'm asking for one specific thing, but was it a book? Was it a suggestion? Was it something that went, okay, there's more than this. I need to know more. I don't really know that I can say it was anything or any group of things. I just kept on. I was like, this is fun. I like searching. I like learning. And I've always been a research type person. I just like to know things. And so I was like, now that I can, without fear, question things and learn things, I just don't want to stop doing it. So I just kept on. And the more I read and the more I found, the more I'm like, ooh, I like this or no, I don't like that. I'm going to, you know, just toss that out, whatever. But I, I mean, my whole thing started in 2011 and so it's however many years that is now and I'm still questioning I'm still reading I'm still researching I'm still learning and I don't think that's ever going to stop so yeah it wasn't really anything or group of things it was just I wanted to keep doing it I love that because you know and this is one of the things that I have learned along my path is that, and this, I say this to my clients a lot, give yourself grace to know that what is your truth today may not have been your truth yesterday because you learned something new today. So exactly. you're not stuck in the, because I believed it yesterday, I have to believe today. And it's allowing yourself to me, I call that the divine feminine, right? Because the masculine is all about structure, but the feminine is all about breaking that structure and allowing yourself to be very fluid. And we really need to be fluid mm -hmm. and opening about our beliefs. And, and on the flip side too, give yourself grace, like you said, to know that just because you believed it yesterday doesn't mean you believe it today, but don't beat yourself up for the things you believed yesterday either. 
because I can look back at the, I say the brand of Christianity that I was, because I don't want to lump all of a religion in together because it's so vast and it's so nuanced and there's so many differences that not everybody in Christianity is like that. But the group that I was in, the brand that I was part of was very hateful and like not loving people. And I look at that and sometimes I'm like, I can't believe I was that much of a bitch that I said I love people, but I really didn't because if I did, how did I do that? But I have to remind myself that I could only do what I knew at that time. And when I know better, I do better. And so I have to remember to give myself grace for that. And then I try to tell other people that too, as they're coming out of it, you only, you only reflect what you know. You can't reflect the truth other than the truth that you know. So. That is so true. And that's one of the things that I've had to do as well, right? I had to look back at some of the decisions I made, the things I said, the way I behaved, And just like anything else, we do it in the name of our religion because it's what we're taught to do. Well, I'm not responsible. This is what I was told to do. And becoming accountable for my behavior, saying I chose to be the sheep. I chose to do this, but now I know better. I have to do better. And being able to really forgive myself for believing that things had to be a certain way to remind myself to give grace to my fans as well because just because my eyes have been open to something different doesn't mean that theirs have and yes they choose to still be in it but they don't really have a choice to get out if they don't know what choices are available kind of deal yes they see that there's other religions there's other paths but if it's been instilled in you your whole, whole life that this is the one true way to believe that does take away agency until you open up and see that there really are other ways to be that are truth as well. So I have to give myself grace and give my family and friends grace too, that they can only do as much as they know and then pray that they have their eyes open the same way I did mine. So I agree with that. So here's a question that literally spirit just put in my ear. And I thought, well, that's a really good question. I know what my answer is going to be, but I want to hear your answer. And so I I apologize for springing this question on you, but this just came up. So do you believe that everybody has the ability to open up to something different? Does everybody have the ability? Yes. But will everybody know that they have that ability? No, not necessarily. Because the ability is there for anybody and everybody. The truth is there for whoever wants to seek it in whatever way they want to seek it. But that doesn't mean that they'll know that it's there or that they even have the option to or that anything is wrong with the way they currently believe. So somebody can choose not to ever change, not to ever open up to a different truth, but that doesn't mean that the option wasn't there or that they didn't have the ability. They just, for whatever reason, didn't know or didn't think they could or just flat out chose not to because they are a hateful dick. But, you know, everybody's different. But I do believe that the ability is there for everybody to do so. I love that. 
And so that gives me something to ponder because that's why I had you answer before me. Because my original answer would have been that I believe that there are people who have soul contracts to come down here and be the douches that they are to provoke the rest of us to come out, right? But listening to your response, you're absolutely Mm -hmm. correct. We all do have that ability. But it's a matter of whether or not we'll see we were- with the soul contract thing. With the soul contract thing, I do believe that we have soul contracts, and somebody could have one that they signed to come down and be the hateful dick to yeah. spur on the rest of us. But they have the choice and the ability to break that contract. I don't believe that just because we have a soul contract means that we can't get out of it if we so choose to. So the ability, I believe, is still there. Now, it may be that that's why they don't choose to change or open up because of that soul contract. And that's fine. That's not for me to say. Is Oh, come on, Internet. She's right in the middle of a really good conversation. Bring it back. Are you there? Yes. Okay. It dropped off after. That's not for me to say. Oh, yeah. That, it's not for me to say because I'm not spirit. I'm not God. I'm not the universe. But I believe that the ability is there that they can choose to believe something different, but they may not. And that may be why. It uh, may not be why. I don't know. But that's between them and spirit. I fucking love that answer, Michelle. That is amazing. <laughs> Because you're right. You know, we could agree to come down and be the dick and then go, wait a minute, but I don't really want to be a dick anymore. Can I not? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Might be like, okay, I learned what I needed to learn when I agreed to be the dick. I don't want to keep being the dick. Right. I don't want to die either. So just let me live, but let me change from being the hateful dick because I don't want to do that anymore. I love that. The hateful dick. I I almost feel like I need to create a t-shirt that says the hateful dick. Um, you know, this brings up such a really good point that we do have that ability and we can decide not to be that way because I just remember, and maybe you feel this way too, but as a little girl being in the church, I remember just looking around all the people and men would congregate in one area and women would congregate in another and they all had their little cliques. And you can hear them as a little kid. You perceive way more than people realize. And you could hear this group talking about that group of women, talking about that group of women. And they're all gossiping in the church. And then they teach you that gossiping is wrong and you're not supposed to do it. And it's like, they do that. And then they do this whole thing of it's, well, but it's okay because, and then they find ways to excuse the behavior and let it go. And you're like, no, that's really not right. I think we're just waiting for Michelle's internet to come back or not. Oh, I got the circly thing. You got to love when this happens. So this is one of those things where people who are listening could go, okay, well, this is not the conversation that's supposed to be happening. But we also know that internet is just the thing and it doesn't always work. Um, You know, this is a very valid point that we talk about. Children watch in the churches, in the temples, and any religious 
institution. It's not just in Christian religions that this happens. And the children are observing the behavior of the adults. And in these moments, the way that the adult is behaving, that becomes the biggest teacher more so than words sometimes, because the children are watching what the adults are doing. And the children want so badly to be like these adults that they wind up making the same choices. So even though the mothers never look at their daughters and say, hey, you know, we're going to walk around church and we're going to gossip about everybody today. They just do the behavior, but then they shoo the child away and say, here, go on your merry way go do your thing. And the child, they, they find ways they come around. We're sneaky. We want to know what's going on. I can't tell you how many conversations I overheard as a kid that I probably should never have overheard because we're sneaky little turds. It's what we do. And, you know, adults really have to become very mindful of their behavior, very mindful of how they choose to do things because, Children are always watching you, always watching you. Are you there? We might have her back. Maybe not. <laughs> so this is one of those moments why this is why I named the podcast What the Fuck Spirit. Because Spirit does some of the Can weirdest things to us. hear me? I can. Can you hear me? We may not be able to finish the conversation with Michelle today, which is very sad because <laughs> we were having a great conversation. Yeah, Michelle dropped off, lost the internet connection. Um, and, you know, this is why we need to become very mindful as adults, the way that we behave around children, because children pick this stuff up and they think, oh, this is what I want to do. I want to be just like mom. I want to be like dad. I want to be like grandma. I want to be like grandpa. Um you know, I, I remember when each one of my grandchildren, not each one of my grandchildren, when my grandson first said the F word, he um he popped off with it one day and my daughter goes, where did that come from? And I'm like, you say it all the time. And she said, but he doesn't pay any attention. He's just three. And I'm like, he paid attention to everything. It happens. All right, Michelle, are you there? Can you hear me? I'm here. I can. Maybe not. Well, I mean, I can see you moving, so I'm hoping that the connection <laughs> is just there. the weirdest thing ever. I know. It's so funny. Spirit does these odd things. Can you hear me? Yes. Do you, you can do hear you? me. Yes. Okay. I think you're saying yes. Yep. So before I lose you again, talk to us about your business, just in case. Um, so I, I think we have lost Michelle, unfortunately. And I was really looking forward to being able to chat with her about her business. Um, so to, to be fair, what I'll do is I will go over to her beautiful website, Living Moon Meditation. And you can see a beautiful picture of her sitting on there. And it says, you reimagined why energy medicine. Michelle believes that your energetic health is the foundation of a living and healthy, balanced life. She supports tired, numb, overwhelmed folks to become grounded, joyful, and energetic. 
She is very passionate about the things that she does, and she is not willing to define herself by any one thing, which is amazing. That is exactly how I feel. Do not define yourself by one thing. So she does all of these beautiful things. She has a website where you can sign up, thelivingmoonmeditation.com. She has a, a mail list where you can sign up to hear information about um Judaism and Jewish magic, death and transitions, magic and spirituality. Um, she has an amazing thing called the Bad Witch Society on her page. And it says Bad Witch Society for lazy witches who don't fit the mold. It is a private group. And I think it is absolutely awesome that she has this group. It is a way for you to be able to chat with other people who have belief systems just like you. And she apparently does, well, has podcasts. So she does some podcasts too. And her podcast is Jewish Magic Podcast by Living Moon Meditation. And she has a Get Unstuck with Michelle Leffler podcast. I love that she does all of these things. Her Jewish magic podcast is, this is the go-to place to find magic in Judaism. Michelle Leffler brings together several years of eclectic magical Jewish study to one central location to help you on your crafty path. You'll find quick bite-sized informational pieces on folk magic, Kabbalah, rituals, amulets, and so much more. In the Get Unstuck with Michelle Leffler podcast, it is time for you to get unstuck with Michelle Leffler. She's here to talk about all the things that she uses to support you in transitioning from a tired, numb, and overwhelmed person to becoming grounded, joyful, and energetic. She has loads of energy and spirituality with dashes of magic and death work and all the time and love for you. It is a buffet for your ears. I absolutely love that. I love at the very bottom of her website, she has this beautiful statement. I live and work on Susquehannock land and respectfully acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land and the elders past, present, and emerging. I think it is beautiful that she has an indigenous statement on her page. She also has a newsletter that you can sign up for, which is awesome. And we're going to see if maybe we can't put her in here again. Hello, my darling. Can you see and hear me? Yes. Fantastic. I'm driving because <laughs> I'm trying to get to a place with better connection. <laughs> well, don't look at the phone. You're fine. Just I'm talk. Here. So I just went on to your website not, and I read, I read information off of your website. We talked about your two podcasts that you have. And we talked about uh, the Bad Witch Society, which I think is awesome. Oh, yay. Yeah. So while you are just listening and talking, I want you to talk to us about some of the things that you do and just share with us about your business. Okay. So I'm parked now. Yay. Although I do have my car running and the air conditioner going, so you may hear that. But the biggest thing that I do with my clients is shamanic coaching which is a blend of life coaching, spiritual coaching, and shamanic energy clearing. Because I am a firm believer 
And we've lost the connection again. On Michelle's page, she has a topic called everything. And there are so many different things that she has going on in here. She has downloadables. She has different types of classes. So she has spring clean, spring clean your life, which is a coaching course. She has minimum investment coaching biz. And that is a master class to help you with your business. Beginner's guide to intuition and psychic abilities, which is an ebook. She has, uh, what else do we have on here? The Human Penumbra Shadow Psychology and Integration. Oh my gosh, if I could talk. Balance After Loss. She has a lot of beautiful courses on here. Intention Candles. I love all of these different courses that she's got going on. And you could get onto her page anytime and book these. She has one-on-one services here, and this is where she talks to you about strategy sessions, soul alchemy, absolutely beautiful stuff that she has going on in her website as well. Can you hear me, Michelle? I can hear you. Okay. Can you hear me? I can. Yay. (laughs) This is the absolute worst but best at the same time (laughs) it makes me laugh oh it does it makes me laugh too right because this is the stuff that we go through life is not perfect and if you want something bad enough you just have to keep doing and you have to learn to be able to fill in the gaps right so whenever you Mm -hmm. disappear i just go over to your website and i just start reading stuff off of your website (laughs) hey i'm glad it's there (laughs) um So I think if you didn't cut out before I was saying it, that I had mentioned trauma. Did you hear that? No. Okay. So I am a firm believer that the vast majority of people in life have experienced trauma, but many of them don't know it because they think trauma is big T trauma, like abuse, neglect, death, things like that. And that is traumatic. Those are forms of trauma. But we also have little T trauma, things in our lives that cause us to stop what we're doing and have some kind of a crisis, even if we don't recognize it as such. So an example of that could be like losing your job or, um, having a pay cut or something like that or last year not last year two years ago I was on vacation by myself and was driving home and my car broke down and I was stranded in Virginia by myself overnight getting that taken care of and for me that was a traumatic experience of course a lot of people don't understand that they tell me like well you got the car fixed and you came home the next day what's the big deal and i'm like well first of all you don't understand what the fuck it's like for a woman to be stranded by herself four or five hours away from home but that affected me in a way that now it's difficult for me to drive long distances by myself even if i know my car is fine or If I'm driving that interstate and I get to that area where my car broke down, I almost have a panic attack if I'm by myself. doesn't bother me if I'm with somebody else, but if I'm by myself, it's like a big deal for me. And so in those situations, and it can be any kind of situation, it doesn't have to be that, but it can be anything that causes a disruption in our lives that we have to kind of 
disassociate a part of ourselves in order to deal with it. And when we do that, when we disassociate that part of ourselves to deal with the situation, no matter how big or small the situation is, we often don't have a way to bring that part back into us and reintegrate it. Mm -hmm. And that's where something like um, soul retrieval comes in. And a lot of people don't understand soul retrieval. And they're like, what are you saying? That a part of my soul is gone and I'm sitting here without a soul. And it's like, in a way, yes, but not really. It's not the way you're thinking about it. Right. You had to take a piece of yourself away Mm -hmm. consciously or subconsciously, because sometimes it is subconsciously, in order to deal with that situation, no matter how small you think the situation was, if you had to take a part of yourself and put it away in order to get through that situation, then you broke a piece of your soul off and it needs to be brought back in order for you to be fully whole and fully healed. And until that happens, you're not going to get past the trauma. You're not going to get to where it doesn't bother you. And I need that work for myself right now. Even though I do it, I still need it for myself because I know that I went through that experience in my car and I haven't had that work done. And I know that if I take the time to go see somebody who does the same thing I do, who can help me through that situation, that it'll be different. And maybe I won't be affected in that way. And that's the thing, just because I can do it doesn't mean that I don't have issues and problems myself. Yes. Need coaching too. Spiritual healers need spiritual healing too. It doesn't make me bad at what I do. It doesn't mean that I'm a scammer or a sham artist or anything like that. It just means that I know that I need healing, that I need to bring a part of myself back. And I know where I can go and get that done because one, I'm a believer that I'm not going to do the work on myself. There are certain things that I can do on myself, but I would never do demonic healing on myself. I I don't even do Reiki on myself, okay? I go to other Reiki practitioners for that because, yes, you can do Reiki on yourself if you're Reiki attuned, but I don't want to do it for myself. I want to completely let go and let somebody else be that channel and bring the energy in. I don't even do that. So if I won't do that for myself, why in the name of goddess would I do shamanic healing soul retrieval on myself? No, it's just my personal boundary. I will go to somebody else to get that done. I agree with you completely. I just did a, I did a soul retrieval yesterday because we don't realize that, I mean, PTSD is more than just a human reaction, right? right? PTSD is the symptom of a piece of your soul flaking off to take that with you and all the things you're going through would subside and become easier to retrieve that piece, bring it back, honor it, love it, and say, look, I'm safe. It's okay. You can come back and put all those pieces to your puzzle back together. You know, and that's one of the things that I love doing in my practice as well. So I love hearing other women doing soul retrievals for women or anybody, but for me specifically, I do it more for women because, you know, in the moments when we accidentally hurt our children or accidentally hurt our friends, mm-hmm. we often are the hardest on ourselves and don't forgive ourselves. And when that exactly. happens, we flake it off and off it goes just so that we can keep pursuing through our daily life. 
And so I love that you bring up the, the capital T and the little T because I describe it the same way. These little traumas are so important because, you know, like I literally can remember coming in second place in the spelling bee rather than first place. That was a problem for me. Mm -hmm. You know, and that, I mean, it's not a huge trauma. Obviously I'm, I'm 54. I'm fine. I have a great life, but it doesn't mean it didn't affect me because I wasn't first. I came in second and in my house, it was who's the winner. Who's not the winner. Right. Exactly. And so I love hearing that you do all of this same stuff. Like I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, you know, maybe we should do something together. Cause we do a lot maybe of this. We should. <laughs> I am always looking for ways and people to collaborate with. So yeah, maybe we should. I would love that. That would be amazing. Not that I mean to put you on the spot, but oh, I no, didn't think, not. you know, we just have so much of the same stuff in common, which I love. I think it's phenomenal. So do I. So what, what do you want the audience to know about you, about your practice? What is important for you to be able to share today? The biggest thing that I want people to know, whether they're people that are coming to listen to this because I directed them here because they're already in my sphere or somebody who's not, is that I am all about the individual and healing the individual and working with the individual. So many coaches and spiritual leaders want to get their business to a place where they don't work with individuals anymore because they mm -hmm. want to scale their business or whatever. And the fastest way to do that is to do group programs and group work and this, that, and the other. And I do group programs, but when I do that, one key component of that is every person in the group that I work with gets individual attention and individual work with me because there are certain things that you cannot address in a group. There are certain situations that you don't want to address in a group. And I am a big believer in my business and what I do. My work is always going to be individual focus. Whatever you need is what I'm going to do to help you, to support you. I said help, but I hate saying that word. And I try to catch myself every time I say it. I don't help people. I support them. I because love it. You're not broken. You don't need to be fixed. You just need support to Correct. do what you need to get where you need to be. And I am that support. I give that support. So I'm not trying to fix somebody or help them. But anyway, so individual things and what you need and pivoting what I do to fit your needs yes. is key in what I do. I am, I actually just had a client last month and she did not want to work with me in a setting where we had to get on Zoom and meet face to face because she did not want to do that. And so I found other ways to work with her so that we didn't have to meet face to face on a video call because she would not have worked with me and would not have gotten the result that she got had I said that the only way you can work with me is in a one-on-one -on -one Zoom call. So I've changed what I do. And now I'm offering Voxer support to people who want that, who just want to mm -hmm. chat, who want to be able to talk over a walkie-talkie like thing, but not have to have me see them. Because there are people with a phobia or whatever reason they don't want to be on a Zoom call. 
And that is a valid thing. And so I am always going to change the way I approach a situation or the way I approach a client or the way I approach my, for lack of a better word, process to meet the needs of the individual. And that's one thing that I tell everybody. I don't have a process. My process is you. Whatever you need is what we're going to work on. I'm not going to take you through a step-by-step procedure and say, this is what I did. And if you follow what I did, you're going to get the same result that I did. Because no, you're not me. And your situation is not my situation. And even if you are facing the exact same situation that I face, you're a different person. And your circumstances are different. So you can do the exact same thing I did. And it doesn't mean you're going to get the exact same result. So I don't have a process or a procedure. It is completely, utterly, 100% individualized. There are tools that I have that I use to support people, but that can change. The tools I use for you may not be the tools I use for the next person because you're different people and you have different situations. So it's all highly individualistic. And that's just the big thing that I want people to know about me because you're not a copycat of somebody else. You are a unique soul and you have unique needs and unique desires. And I'm here to give you a unique approach. I absolutely love that because it bothers me when coaches are like, oh, we have this regimented plan and it works for everybody. The fuck it does. (laughs) No, I've tried that uh, as clients of coaches and I'm like, it never works for me. And for the longest time, I was like, why am I broken? Why is this not working? It was never their process or them. Right? It was me. It was always, I'm broken. Something's wrong with me that this isn't working. Fuck that. Fuck that shit. There is yes. nothing wrong with me. <laughs> you no, and that's the thing is they don't want to put it on you because me. they don't want to look at themselves. I completely <laughs> agree with you. Like, that is- support me in the way I need to be supported. And then I will get the results that I want to get. But if you try to tell me that I have to do the exact same thing, no, it doesn't work. That's not I how agree. it works. I agree with you completely, completely. And it's interesting that you mentioned Voxer because I just started that too. I'm doing that with my inner goddess circles where if you do the spiritual mentorship, there's the Voxer support that goes with it because not everybody wants to sit down. Like we can do the one-to-one when we're sitting on Zoom, but Voxer is so much easier. If something comes across somebody's mind, they just hop on, leave a message, and then you respond to them. Right. And so it's just, it's much more spontaneous rather than let me write up this big long list of stuff that I need to talk about where I can just get it individually throughout the month. And so I love that you brought that up because I've started releasing that too. It's a really good way, especially for people who are busy, don't want to sit on Zoom because a lot of people are technologically challenged and they're like, oh, Zoom is too hard for me. And Zoom can be difficult sometimes. It can. And, but with Voxer, it's just an app. You install it. It's free for the person. And you just go in and use it. Find me and say, here's the message. I leave it for you. I respond. It's a beautiful thing. And it's great because you don't even have to use the walkie talkie part. If you don't want to talk, you don't want to do audio. You can chat. You can just type like you would in a text. It's like perfect in that way. It just doesn't have the video capability, but you're using it because you don't want the video capability. So you can text or you can talk like you are on a phone or whatever, but yeah, it's just so versatile. And 
I am considering taking out Zoom altogether from my practice. I don't know. I might not. Haven't decided yet. But I'm leaning much more heavily towards doing everything or at least having everything as an option of Zoom or Voxer. So, yeah, I, I loved it when I tried it with that person. And then I had two other people that used it and they loved it. And so, yeah. Have you ever tried, just out of curiosity, business person to business person, have you ever tried Marco Polo? No. So Marco Polo works kind of like Voxer. There's no chatting. I mean, at least there didn't used to be. There might be now. But it's they're quick video chats. So it's audio, but it's video. So you just hop on there, say what you want to say, and then off you go. So yeah. it might be. into that. Yeah, I liked Marco Polo. Um if you hop on there, let me know. I'll, I, I can chat with you and we can like go back and forth. But this is stuff that I did with my best friend while she was alive. And after she passed, I was able to go back and look at them and see her face and have her words, her voice. It's been beautiful as part of the, you know, as part of the death experience, right? Being able to look at that afterwards to see her face and to hear her words to me on the days that I needed it the most. Um, so it just may be something, especially cause you deal with, you know, end of life and you're dealing with death and grief, like I do, that it may be helpful for people to be able to go back and look at you and watch as your, you know, watch the facial expressions of you giving them love and support and not just hearing the voice. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah. So just think of Marco Polo as an option. I'm going to look into that. At least <laughs> test it out. Well, and then message me when you get on there because Marco Polo is free, but there's also it's there's also a paid version. I think it's like $60 for the year or it was where you have all these advanced features where you can like put notes or whatever in there instead of just visually seeing someone. But right. so anyway, yeah, if you hop on there, message me. <laughs> I will. Well, I thank you so much for being on here. And I am so, so, so grateful for you for hanging in and just putting up with moving around and trying to keep your internet connection. To me, truly, this is how spirit moves us as spiritual coaches, as women who are in this business. We have to be determined in all the things that we are doing and not to give up. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on the people around you. If it is something that you really want, go after it. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it. And this is proof for all of the people listening, watching, whatever. You can just keep on trying as many times as it takes. Just keep on trying. As many places as you need to drive until you get the connection. <laughs> yes. And I, I literally... So now I need to know when you get home, you've got to tell me whether or not you have internet connection. I just feel like it's going to be there when you get I do there. Too. I do too. I just know it. <laughs> you know, and there's the, you know, so, okay. So here is something I want to lean into. I want you just to close with your eyes, sit with it for a second. What lesson do you think is in what happened today? Because there's always a lesson in this stuff. So what lesson do you feel spirit put both of us through today? Perseverance. Oh my God. That's the exact same word that came to me. Perseverance. <laughs> Just because I have had a lot of things happen in the last two months 
um, in my day job and in my business and in my personal life. And I was like, I'm about fucking done. I'm about ready to just throw in the towel and be like, fuck it. I can be spiritual and woo woo without having a business and whatever. But no, there are people who need me. And if I give up, then they're not going to get support that only I can give them. So it's like just the fact that we're on here and we're finding out all these ways that we have the same experience or so many similarities, we do the same thing, but I can't reach your people and you can't reach my people because we're different. And so there are people who are only going to listen to me or only going to listen to you. And if I throw in the towel, then all my people are going to have a disservice and I just need to, for them and for me, to continue no matter what like I had told you we were going to do this and I signed a contract that I would be here available this day this time and I'm like god dang it I'm gonna make this work (laughs) I'm like if I have to drive all around town and just talk while I'm driving then I'm gonna do it because dang it I said I was gonna do it (laughs) is like okay and the universe is like well didn't you say you were going to do this business didn't you say that it was about helping people or supporting people and not about building this huge thriving business which don't get me wrong i want to have a business that's successful and i want to be able to support myself and my family financially just for my business but that's not the whole goal it's about serving other people and supporting other people and in the same way i'm supporting myself and so spirits saying, well, you know, what the fuck? This is what happens. Shit happens. And you just persevere. So I yeah. love that. I love that. I agree with you so much. And I will say that I am very much in that same place. I've been for the last um, for the last six weeks questioning everything. I mean, I, I quit my job uh, almost a year and a half ago. And I do this full time and I'm literally questioning, do I just go back to work? Because like you, I can be spiritual. I can do these things without having to do the things. Say that because I look at you on social media and everything and I'm like, she's got it all together. Her, her business is successful and this, that and the other. And I don't see what you go through because all I see is what's on social media, not saying that you only curate social media to be the perfect thing, but that's just what it is. Whether we want it to be or not, that's what gets put out. We can put all the good, bad, and ugly and everything on Facebook or Instagram, but those platforms are only going to show the good and the bad and the ugly just aren't going to get as much reach. So no matter what, I'm only going to see this perfectly curated social media thing when I look at you. And it's like, you're experiencing shit too. And oh yeah, at the point of almost wanting to throw in the towel. And I'm sitting here like, what the fuck is wrong with me again? Why? Can't, I mean, it's back. To, I'm questioning me and my ability, yeah. not anything else, not the way the world works. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with me? And it's nothing is wrong with me. God damn it. Nothing is wrong. No, you are right on par with me. We are going through this, this shit. And I don't necessarily want to call it a, you know, the, the dark night of the soul. Cause I don't feel that. Yeah. I don't it's, feel that now. It's I've just had this, that. 
it's just this, you know, I, I, I'm tired. I'm done. If this is not what I'm supposed to do, spirit, you need to change it. Let's figure this out. And so it doesn't surprise me that we're at where we are with this podcast, right? Because you and I both, having felt this way for the last couple of months, it's very much in alignment that we had to continue with this. That I didn't just go, oh, you know, Michelle's not going to get her connection back. So let me just finish the podcast by myself. And it's a beautiful way for me to remember that, number one, I am not going through this shit alone. There are other leaders just like me going through the same stuff that I'm going through. And it's interesting because you're absolutely correct in the fact that the algorithms only pick up those happy-go-lucky stories. When I go onto Facebook and I cry or I talk about what I'm in deep in the shit, those don't get near as much pickup as all the happy-go-lucky stuff. And it's like when I pour out my heart and soul into this post and it's like sharing some profound truth, I can sit there and write paragraphs and paragraphs and nobody sees it. And I write one little sentence that's like, ooh, this is what I ate for dinner today. And everybody sees that. It's like, really, really? I wanted to get across the fact that there's this big spiritual truth that I just learned and I want to share it with people and nobody sees it. Crickets. Yep. The algorithms are not written for your shit to be front facing. They're really not. No, it is It is built for them to make money and you have no part to play in it other than seeing the shit that they want to put out there. Oh, girlfriend, you got that right. <laughs> that That's why I've been moving my business off of social media this year because I'm like, I can't. Stand, I'm not here to make social media companies more money. They have more than enough without me. <laughs> Oh, it's so true. It is so true. Well, I am so grateful for your perseverance, for me not giving up either. I am so grateful that we were able to get through all of this and just hearing your words, it reinvigorates my soul, reinvigorates my person to remind me of why I do what I do. Do not give up. Do not go back to work. Keep doing this. Well, don't go back to the corporate life. Yes, that way. Um, and I'm going to get to where I don't need to be there. <laughs> I love that. I it's love that. So. I am so grateful for you. So thank you so much, Michelle. Thank um, you for having me. My pleasure. My pleasure. I hope you have an absolutely wonderful rest of your day with your internet. <laughs> yes. Because it's going to be working perfectly. <laughs> thank you so much. Have an amazing afternoon. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.